Hi, this is Reg Harbeck, and today I'm here with my friend and colleague, Darren Search, with whom I have worked uh, as, as business partners for, I'm sure it's got to be over 20 years now. Uh, Darren works for the uh, Interskill uh, online training company, and he has been really active in the mainframe ecosystem, including Sharon, including as an IBM champion for quite some time. Well, Darren, rather than telling everybody everything about you myself, how did you end up in the mainframe and education and IBM champion ecosystem? G'day, Reg. Uh, thanks for the invite and pleasure to talk to you today. Um, mine's probably been a, a, a non-typical uh, entry and, and life in the mainframe ecosystem. Um, I started off as my working life as a hydrographer. So in Australia, obviously, uh, by the accent, um, I was in charge of water resources and, uh, you know, artesian water and lakes and mm -hmm. rivers and so forth in Australia. Uh, I had headed over to uh, the UK and Europe, as a lot of young Aussies do in my early 20s, and uh, on, a, on a vacation and uh, bumped into uh, at the Oktoberfest in Munich um, with a couple of, uh, couple of steins of beer under my belt mm -hmm. um, I found myself sitting at a table in the uh, in the Hofbrau uh, tent with a whole bunch of mainframe programmers it was uh. Uh, something I hadn't even conceived of but there were mainframe programmers COBOL programmers kicks programmers from uh, uh, from Germany and England and America and uh, South Africa and and probably some others beside Cool. And they all convinced me how amazing the mainframe was and what a great career uh, mainframe programming was and so forth. So when I got back to Australia after my travels, uh, I uh, went straight to a, a college in Australia that was training mainframe programmers and operators and uh, went through the college and uh, trained up in a Kix and COBOL uh, application development programmer. And, that is so uh, cool. Yeah. And so that was, uh, that was the career. And, and funnily enough, um, I'd... Um, when I started work, the uh, the head of the college reached out to me and said, "Hey, we're uh, this is in the in, I think 1990." Um, the dean of the college, the head of the college, says, uh, "We're starting to develop this brand new thing called computer-based training. I don't mm. know if you'd be interested." And so I uh, I jumped in and and started that, and that's sort of the the company that became uh, Interskill. Oh, uh, neat. So, so was was the fellow then the fellow who's still in charge of Interskill? Uh, he's he's long since retired, ah. but uh, but yeah, Interskill went worldwide from 1990 and uh, has been training the mainframe industry ever since. And uh, you know, enough enough said about that. But yeah, <laughs> that's been been my passion ever since, just uh, because I've I've got to interact and work with all of these amazing people in the mainframe industry. Uh, well, that really that is so cool. Family. Now, of course, when you and I first met, you know, I, I was working for a certain large software company in, uh, you know, in charge of uh, services, which included um, uh, education strategy. And uh, and your company was a key provider of that, especially the, the virtual. Uh, and so you and I have kind of gotten to know each other over many years. And one of the interesting things that you did, you know, of course, Z Next Gen was, or Z Next Gen, as we Australian Canadian types like to say, um, was founded in 2005. And not long afterwards, you got on board by offering some free training to Z next gen people tell me how, how did that all happen yeah that's that's been part of uh, uh skills spot in the industry and i suppose driven driven by me as well um, just wanting to um, make a difference in the industry um you know all the all the businesses in the ibm ecosystem in the mainframe ecosystem do well when the industry thrives 
and the mainframe industry thriving depends on there being that next generation of, of trained mainframers coming up to, to fill the workforce. Uh, and I think, you know, IBM's done a phenomenal job um, with their academic initiative and working with universities and things like Master the Mainframe and the countless other things that they do uh, to, uh, to get college and university students and so forth interested in careers in mainframe and trained up, but also organizations like Share doing the Z Next Gen and, and uh, providing training and, and really just a, a sense of, uh, of family to new mainframers. Um, so, you know, always happy to be involved in those and give of my time and, and some of Interskill's resources as well. It, it helps everybody. Yeah. It helps the whole industry when, uh, when we've got youngsters coming through and, and, and not only training in the mainframe, but getting to know that mainframe culture, which I know you've spoken mm. about numerous times. It's, it's really important, the backstory and the culture and the sense of family and, and everything else that goes along with this really amazing industry. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm gushing too much, but. Uh, well, it, it and that really is neat because I know um, as somebody who's been going to share with your company for, for quite a while, that you have had an opportunity to really develop an active participation in the, the mainframe ecosystem and culture. Um, in fact, I think you've maybe even gone to some Z next gen events, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, so that's it. How how long ago did you start going to share? What made you decide to to start doing that? Uh, right when I came to the US uh, to open up our offices over here in uh, in about ninety three, I think it was. Wow. Um, we started going to share because that's the the main uh, conference for mainframers. So mm -hmm. obviously, uh, mainframe training is all Interskill does, and uh, so mm -hmm. we we had to be at share and and get involved in in Z Next Gen when that came up. Um, and and I, I actively speak at uh, share conferences and, and uh, IBM TechU conferences and, and any anything else that's related to mainframe, uh, I'll be glad to speak because those conferences are full of you know, lots of people doing technical uh, sessions. But it's, it's pretty rare that uh, you'll find someone speaking about uh, mainframe education and how corporations can can better train their mainframe workforce. And that's a, that's a real uh, uh, issue that mainframe management and mainframe personnel want to know about. So, so it's, it's always really well received. Well, obviously it's being well received because you managed to somehow get the designation of IBM champion for mainframe. And that's a pretty special thing. Um, and is this your second or third year? Is it, I think your third year now with that designation, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, third year in a row. Yeah, this is this is pretty amazing and a fantastic program that IBM does, uh, recognizing people that are non-IBMers but uh, make a significant impact in the in the mainframe space in the ecosystem. Uh, just giving of their time and and, uh, and uh, speaking of, of mainframe of mainframe solutions or IBM champion is IBM solutions in general, right across all their product lines. But there's about uh, 50 or 60 of us globally that uh, get that uh, IBM Z champion uh, award every year. And it's been been an absolute honor, as, as you said, and you're mm -hmm. an IBM champion as well. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> uh, to uh, just people who make an impact in the industry, people who are thought leaders in the, in the IBM space, but in particular for you and I in the IBM Z mainframe space.
Now, um, you, you've sort of, uh, on the one you kind of have covered generically what you've done over the past, well, let me think here, 30, <laughs> 31 years. Wow. Um, you, you don't look like you're that close to my age, but uh, uh, I know you've had a, a pretty textured existence of, of, you know, bringing these things forward. And um, and I'm sort of curious, uh, you know, just in your early days, you know, um, where you, you learned COAL uh, and then found yourself in this training thing. Um, at which now did you start this training thing uh joined them in australia or did you had had you already moved to EMEA at that point now we we uh this was an australian company um okay and there were there were uh probably 50 or 60 organizations in australia that had mainframe back then in in the 90s uh or in 1990 um and uh it was was uh, wasn't long before most of these companies started using this and and the rest of the mainframe world started finding out about about uh, CBT now this was before the days of the internet so mm. uh, computer based training was typically you know loaded onto uh, a PC and IBM PS2 or something in in a training room uh, but when the internet came along boy the e-learning really took off um, we came over and opened up in the uh, UK and then came over and opened up in uh, in the US in, in 93. Um, so I came over here with the company. Um, so mainframe training is all I've done in my 25 mm. years in the US. This has sort of been my my whole life here is uh, is traveling around and going to conferences and visiting clients and, and helping them get their mainframe training program set up properly. Um, and as you said, sort of evangelizing to the rest of the industry about best practice, you know, optimal ways of doing training, not just repping, uh, repping my company's product, but just mm. optimal ways of doing training, you know, talking about all sure. of the five GTPs and their classroom training and the importance of mentoring and coaching. And now my great passion is IBM digital credentials or digital credentialing mm. in general, which is really driving the education industry that's a fantastic maybe if you could it, it, drill down into that a little bit because i think this is such a new thing um in in the you know it space generally but especially in the mainframe space you know, see all these credentials popping up and you know there's a number of different credentialing organizations out there uh, ibm is obviously doing it you know a few other um, uh, mainframe vendors are doing it um and and you folks have them, and you know I, I notice when somebody posts one of your credentials on uh, a LinkedIn, for example, you know that all their friends kind of you know give them the claps and thumbs up and everything. It's, it's obviously a really big deal. Uh, what was your journey like into discovering that this is something worth doing, and 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 maybe if you could kind of give some insight, how does it all work, and, and why does it matter so much? Digital credentialing is is very much the way of the future, and universities are adopting it now. All all of education's adopting it. Um, this is, um, IBM uses the Credly platform. Um, there are, uh, various other platforms out there, Badger and, and some other ones, um, and industry standards and so forth. The, the, the key to digital credentialing, I think is all of the metadata that sits in behind these credentials. So mm -hmm. rather than it just being a printed off uh, certificate on the wall, um, which you can't really see much, every single badge. Uh, enables you to click on that badge and see exactly what that person learned or exactly what that person achieved and when they did it and what was involved and so forth. So badges are awarded by IBM for uh, obviously completing courses and things like that, but also for uh, earning patents, 
um, speaking at mm. conferences, finishing projects, uh, being leaders, any number of other things. There's thousands of badges that IBM offers, but uh, in the training space for completing courses, um, the badges will let you click and see a full um, synopsis of the course, um, what was uh, what was included. Uh, so it'll, it allows um, employers, organizations to see exactly what a person has learnt to what degree of granularity um, and, and the rigor that's gone into it and what tests they've done and what they've scored and so forth. So it really gives uh, an enormous amount of, uh, of information. Um, and it, one of the, the real pluses of digital credentialing is just the way it interacts with human nature. I mean, this mm. is this is uh, Pokemon Go for us uh, <laughs> mainframers. You know, you you uh, you feel driven to uh, to earn these things. I had numerous conversations of people that I you know that have earned a number of badges, done 15, 20, 30 hours worth of training in a year, and earned three or four badges, five badges. And when you ask them whether they would have done that much training without the badges, they usually laugh and say they probably wouldn't have done hardly any training without the badges. Mm. You know, it drives people to train. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what the mainframe industry needs. That's what mainframe organizations need. Uh, it's not just about making training available to mainframers. It's about finding a way of getting them to do the training and improve their skills and improve their knowledge because that lifts up the whole industry. So uh, it, it really is driving exponential increases in the amount of training that gets done around the industry, which is, which is fantastic. I mean, we all, we all know we should do more training, but human nature being human nature, you can often get through a year and think, Oh boy, I wish I'd done Mm. more training this year, but I didn't find the time. Um, The badging gives that a priority and and makes people, uh, especially like you said, when they see their colleagues are earning a bunch of badges on, on LinkedIn, uh, it gives them a little added incentive to maybe get some of those badges themselves. And and another thing as well, and I know I'm rambling on, but uh, it it takes it out of the realm of just junior people earning, you know, junior mainframers, new mainframers earning these things as they pick up their skills. So many senior mainframers that have skills in the industry are picking some more prestigious badges and and earning those. So doing advanced training really building up their skills or expanding their skills and or, you know, as I said before, patents and, and mm. various leadership things and so forth. Um, that's enticing, pushing the senior mainframers to really take on um, more of a role and and learn more skills mm. and, and be more active in the industry, which, again, all cumulatively um, really lifts the industry as a whole. Well, that's really cool stuff. Now, for somebody who's just either considering getting a degree or maybe taking a different path that just involves training or somebody who's just got a degree and they want to sort of up their value to a mainframe job and maybe would like to get some badges, what would you recommend as, as the best approach for somebody who doesn't have an employer to sort of pay the way uh, for them to get some uh, some initial badges that would make an employer take them seriously as a mainframe candidate? IBM's got uh, quite a bit of base level free training. Uh, I think the master the mainframe competition, which you can Google mm, master right. the mainframe um, is now phenomenal. Uh, this last year it was rewritten by uh, Misty Decker and Jeff Bisty and, and their team. Um, and it's fantastic using VS code and Zoe to access the mainframe uh, and, and there are exercises and all sorts of things in there. So they'll get badges that go along with that. And they'll get not only comprehensive training, um, 
you know, ground level training on the mainframe, but also hands-on experience. They get to play on a live mainframe, which is fantastic. That can sort of build the passion for the career and let employers know that you actually had some time on a mainframe. Um, there's other uh, free stuff from IBM that they can earn. There's low cost stuff, obviously like my company, I won't keep belaboring that point. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of training out there. Uh, there are various ways. And I suppose uh, I'm not sure how many millions of people listen to your uh, podcast, but uh, please find me on, on LinkedIn or reach out to me if you want some help. Um, I suppose part of why I'm an IBM champion, I'm always glad to uh, point you in directions, send you some links uh, to uh, various training resources. Um, uh, Meredith Stoll at, uh, at IBM is uh, the head of such things and, and her extensive team uh, really does make a lot of uh, fantastic mainframe training available to the industry at either very low cost or no cost uh, to get you started. And then obviously when you're employed, your employer will uh, provide further training ongoing stuff for you. That's true. A lot of employers have like all you can eat deals with organizations such as Interskill, so their employees can just go nuts right. and train themselves as much yeah, as they so want, right? An internal program, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I certainly want to just affirm what you were saying because I know of a number of instances where you've gotten personally involved in helping somebody move their mainframe career forward. And so, uh, Darren really means it. Uh, you know, take a look at the spelling of his name; it's unique. Um, and and look him up on LinkedIn or other places. So, Darren, just before I let you go, I'm curious if you could perhaps give us your thoughts about where the mainframe ecosystem is going from your perspective, either, you know, if it's just allowed to go naturally or if, if we sort of take the reins and, and make some important changes that need to happen. Yeah, I mean, the mainframe is the core of everything, isn't it? What is it? About nearly 90% of business transactions go through a mainframe and mm. around 90% of the world's business data sits on mainframes. So it's, it's, um, um, I, I, Trying to, trying to think of the word ubiquitous, I think is the word I'm mm. trying to find. I mean, it's everywhere and, and you may not know it, uh, but it's, it's the reason that countries run as well as they do. It's the reason that big international corporations run as well as they do, the financial industry, the insurance industry and healthcare and so on and so forth. I mean, it all revolves around mainframe. So the mainframe is not going anywhere. It's going from strength to strength, but the mm. industry is really changing. There's a lot of new technologies. There's a lot of new ways that new programmers can come in and program with the languages they're familiar with, and that'll all work with the with the mainframe now. So it's really starting to open up um, a lot more open source stuff as well. So um, a career in the mainframe is is you know sort of a fantastic future for you. I'm I'm always really interested in what IBM's doing with quantum and various other things mm. that are all starting to tie into. Uh, the mainframe space. Um, so there's sky's the limit, really. Once you get involved in the industry, you can really start to branch out and pick any number of, of careers or specialties, uh, whatever your passion is. Hmm, cool. Well, you know, Darren, I really appreciate this. Any any last thoughts you wanted to give us? No, I mean, I, as, as you said at the start, Reg, it's been fantastic knowing you um, over, uh, over this last 20 years. And, and again, I'm a big admirer of the impact you've had on the industry. Um, and, uh, and I think we both look at the industry the same way. I, I, maybe it's my, uh, mm -hmm. my growing up in the country in Australia or so forth, but, uh, uh, it, it really is a big family, whether you go to conferences, whether you're working with people, 
it's amazing how in the mainframe industry, so many people know so many other people and we all help each other out and we're all interested mm-hmm. in, uh, in, you know, building each other up and, and helping people whenever we can. I, I know that sounds, uh, <laughs> it sounds sort of rather out there, but that's absolutely what I've found in 30 years. It's, it's just like a big family. It's, it's, uh, oh, this is so important because it's true in the mainframe. It's not just it's lip service. It's real. And yeah. so I think it's so important that you identify that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's been one of my, you know, one of the the best parts of the mainframe industry for me, and and I suppose that's why I'm always happy to give back as well, is because I see other people doing it around me. It's it's the example that I've had set for me over thirty years. Is other people helping? You know, from from IBM executives that that talk mm-hmm. to people at conferences, just the you know run of the mill programmers and operators and and people. You know, it's it's never seems to be um, anyone put out, no matter what how high they are in the in the ecosystem or not they're always willing to spend a minute and have a chat and hear people's point of view and so forth obviously not not uh, totally but it's it's been remarkable compared to uh, other industries and, and other groups of people that i've uh, come across it's uh, i'm always amazed by the mainframe industry and and just recently too i mean 10 years ago Going to conferences, there was lots of oldies. You know, the mainframe industry started in the 60s and the 70s and there were hundreds of thousands of people hired and, and they're all, you know, a lot of lot of grey-haired folk in the mainframe industry when I first came into it. But uh, I go to conferences, obviously before COVID, but, you know, over the last few years you'd go to conferences and there's just so many youngsters and mm. they're breathing new life and giving new energy and bringing new ideas into this thing. So... So uh, I'm sort of, you know, with with uh, 10 or 15 years left to go of my career, I'm really looking forward to seeing the impact of all these youngsters and the new technologies and stuff. There's some exciting stuff ahead. Excellent. Well, Darren, this has been a real treat. Thank you so much for taking the time. Always welcome, Rich. So I'll be back with another podcast next month. But in the meantime, check out the other content on Tech Channel. Uh, you can also subscribe to their weekly newsletters, webinars, ebooks, solution directory, and more on the subscription page. I'm Red Charbeck.